The greatest need of the church is not more members. The greatest need of the church is not more money or more missions. But the greatest need of the church is to be renewed in the Spirit of God. We need revival. Every one of us would say that we want revival, that we need revival. And I'm going to be sharing uh, passages the next couple of weeks that try to prepare our hearts for revival. But do you really want revival? Vance Havner said this, Many so-called revivals is only a drive for church members which adds more unsaved sinners, starched and ironed, but not washed, to a fellowship where even true believers have not been aroused for years. I pray that's not to be said of us, but I think that it happens so many times. We talk about revival, we say that we want revival, but friends, if we want revival, it means it's got to happen in your heart and my heart. It's not just going to come by accident. It's going to come in our hearts. The need for revival is something we ought to see. Do you see the need for revival in our world today? The evil world that we live in says that we need revival, right? The eroding of our morals says that we need revival. The enduring attacks of Satan on the church and its people uh, Reminds us that we need revival. But my friends, I think we need revival because we see some pretty low living even among church members. We get caught up in the world and, and become so much like the world that we don't really look any different than the rest of the world. Lowell Thomas, the famous newsman, was moved as a child uh, to the mining town of Cripple Creek, Colorado. And he wrote this. In this wide open atmosphere, I soon felt right at home with sin. In this world that we live in, it seems that some of us are just feeling right at home with sin. We've settled down with sin and And we maybe have even forgotten how much we need God in our churches. The need for revival is seen in our complacency, in our unrest, in our lack of commitment. We need revival, folks. And we're going to be moving toward that effort. We're going to have revival meetings. Revival meetings not going to ring revival. Revival is going to come when God's people desire it so much that they begin to seek out after God with their whole heart. I want to just express a few things this morning from one verse in Psalm 86. And the psalmist is crying out to God. And he says in verse 6 of Psalm 85, Will you not revive us again? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Revive us again, Lord, so that your people will rejoice in you. Let me just share three things about this one verse 
that I think we need to remember when we consider the idea of revival. First of all, we need a heaven-sent revival. A heaven-sent revival. Lord, will you not revive us again? Lord, it's got to come from you. You know, some people have that debate. Does God bring revival or or do we work up revival in, in our midst? My friends, we need to desire revival with all of our heart, but we cannot conjure it up. We need to pray for the Lord to do it in us. G. Campbell Morgan said, Revival cannot be organized, but we can set ourselves to catch the wind from heaven when God chooses to blow on His people once again. Friends, we can't conjure up revival. Too many times we try to make it happen with emotion or by inviting a big-name preacher. And there's nothing wrong with a big-name preacher. But the Spirit of God can't be evoked by some charismatic guru. My friends, the Spirit of God is invoked when God's people want His Spirit to come. And we pray, Lord, fill my spirit again. The great revival brought during Elijah's time in 1 Kings 18. You remember the story of how Elijah stood against the prophets of Baal. But that revival didn't come because Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal. Revival came because he cried out to God. You remember his prayer? There in 1 Kings 18, Lord, let it be known today that you are the God of Israel and you have turned their hearts back to you again. Elijah said, God, the revival's got to be about you, not about me calling on the, name, on the prophets of Baal. God, it's got to be about you. I want the world to see you. My friends, revival is not going to happen unless God comes down in our midst. Someone once said, work as though everything depends upon us and pray as though everything depends on God. First Baptist Church, Collinsville, Texas, needs a heaven-sent revival. We're not going to be able to just get excited and conjure one up. It's got to come down from heaven. And God's got to see His people here at First Baptist Church that are serious about revival in the way that they deal with themselves and with their God. And it's going to come by our confession of our sin. It's going to come when we recognize how much we need God and we call on Him. You know, many times in Scripture when we see people calling on God, and that word call in many cases in Scripture means shout. When we call on God, we're shouting, God, we need You. God, we need You and we need You now. If we're going to have revival, it's going to be a heaven-sent revival. But there's a second thing you need to understand. We need a church-centered revival. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us. We ought not be so concerned about saying, God, please revive those people out there in Collinsville, Texas. 
Folks, I'm going to tell you, those people in Collinsville, Texas, who don't walk with the Lord every day are not going to get revived until this church gets revived. It's got to start with God's people. That's what the psalmist was saying. Will you not revive us again? Revive us. Revive your people. And you know what the Scripture says there in Second Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Revival must come to the church. You look at the story of Jonah and Nineveh. Revival was not happening. But was revival not happening because of Nineveh? Nineveh, was that the problem that revival was not happening? Was was revival not coming because of the sinfulness of the Ninevites? Was it not coming because the politicians were corrupt? No, the problem, the reason that revival didn't come was who? Jonah. Jonah didn't have his heart right with God. And so it couldn't happen. And it only could happen when when Jonah got his heart right. He was the obstacle that kept revival from happening. So when he repented of his disobedience and his prejudice and his indifference, then revival came to Nineveh. Wouldn't you hate for it to be said that I kept revival from happening in my church? That I'm the obstacle? The reason that revival can't come? Because of the sin and the disobedience in my life. Revival can't come to the world until it first comes to God's people. R.A. Torrey gave a prescription for revival for revival, and he said like this, let a few Christians get thoroughly right with God. If this is not done, it will come to nothing. Let them bind themselves in prayer until revival comes. And let them put themselves at God's disposal to use as He sees fit to win others to Christ. The prescription for revival begins with you and me. We've got to get right with God. We've got to get serious about being right with God. How does that happen? You've got to admit that you're a sinner. You've got to confess that there's some things that are standing between you and your relationship with God. Oh, you're saved. You're going to heaven. But you know that there's some things in your life that are not right with God. And when when people began to get those things right, then an atmosphere in which God can do His mighty work begins to be made. Folks, we're going to have a special prayer time on the 25th of this month, on a Wednesday evening. And I want to encourage you to be here. Maybe you're not accustomed to coming on on Wednesday evenings. But I want to invite you to come. And I'm going to, to challenge you in regard to some things... Uh, uh, 
about your relationship with the Lord. And we're going to pray. The focus of that night will be praying for revival. But as we pray for revival, we're also going to need to pray for some things in regard to our sin. And we're going to have to confess some sin. And we're going to have to be honest with God. And we're going to have to let go of the pride of our life and humble ourselves before Him if revival is going to come. You know, if revival is going to come to the, to, to the church, we need to have some understanding about why we want revival. I, I read someone who, who said these are three things that characterize church renewal. These things have to be involved in church revival. The first of those is a deep dissatisfaction with status quo. Some of us are just playing the game of church. We're just happy to go, be going along and coasting along doing church. But friends, there has to become a deep dissatisfaction with playing the game of church and wanting to walk in a deeper way with the Lord. The second thing is, there has to be personal soul searching and confession of sin. And then, a commitment to prayer. Those are some things that we must do if we are going to see revival in this place. If we're going to ask God to bring that revival to our hearts, there's got to be that change of our own heart. We've got to be dissatisfied with just coasting along in this Christian walk. We've got to recognize where our sin is and, and what it is that's causing us to be out of fellowship with God. And then we need to pray in confession first of all, and then pray in thanksgiving for what we know that God can do to bring that revival to us. The question I have for you, do you want more of God in your life? Do you want more of Him? Or are you just satisfied with what you've got? Let's face it, all of us get to that place where we just get satisfied where we are. God is calling us to go forward. God is calling us to grow and mature in Him. He is about the business of sanctifying us, of making us complete in Him. But we just satisfied where we are. Is that you today? God wants to do a mighty work in your heart and in the life of this church. God wants to do things in this church that will spread out from us and, and go into the world. We need a church-centered revival. There's one last thing I would share with you. We need a God-honoring revival. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you. Too many times we think about revival as being something where we're seeking after the sensational or something to bolster our, our statistics, our membership, uh, to, to try to get people pumped up into a frenzy. I think there are too many things in this world that are, that are done in churches today just to try to pump up people into some kind of frenzy before the Lord. But my friends, if you want revival, the motive of that revival needs to be God Himself. I don't want anything but God Himself. I want God. 
If you want to find refreshing in your life, you need to find God. Over in Psalm 16, 11, the psalmist prays, Show me the path of life. In your presence is the fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures evermore. You see what the psalmist is saying? Lord, the the closer that I am to you, the more joy I have. Lord, I want more of you. In Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is not food or drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Do you want more of God? I do. I want more of Him. I know that I'm not all that He wants me to be. I want more of Him. If you're going to church and you're enjoying it less, you need a revival. I read something that I, that I found, and I don't know if I've shared this with you or not, but I read something that I found right here at this church on a piece of paper that someone left behind. And they said, I'm bored with church. And I leave unfulfilled. And I don't know if that's one of you. But my friends, if, if you've got that feeling about being here today, you're in a bad place. And it may not be the Sunday school teacher, and it may not be the music. It may be you. It may not be the preacher that's preaching boring sermons. It may be you in your relationship with the Lord. We need more of God. So don't be too quick to blame others for the emptiness that you feel. David prayed for the restoration of the joy of his salvation. My friends, the only time you're going to find that joy is when you find God. The only time you're going to know that joy is when your spirit is renewed as you've asked Him to forgive your sin and to come in and to fill you again. Praying for the filling of the Spirit. Be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit of God. Don't be controlled by the things of this world or your own emotion, but be controlled by the Spirit of God in your life. Howard Spring said this, the kingdom of God is not going to advance by our churches becoming filled with men, but by men in our churches becoming filled with God. Let me read that again. The kingdom of God is not going to advance by our churches becoming filled with men, but by men in our churches becoming filled with God. Friends, we've got Opportunity at the end of this month to see revival come. That doesn't happen at the end of the month. It happens right now as we begin to pray. As we begin to to let go of the pride in our life. As we begin to seek God and Him only. As we begin to focus on Him. When we come to the end of this month, I want us to be very careful that we're not trying to manipulate or instigate 
any kind of revival. Instead, let's just go after God like we're supposed to. Let's just seek Him. And again, as I've already said, work like revival depends on you, but pray like revival depends on God. Friends, I hope that you see how much we need revival. I hope that you sense in this world that we live how much we need revival. And I would remind you again that real revival in our world is going to start right here with us. Those are all words you've heard before, I know. And you've heard probably a revival message very similar to this before. But I pray that you'll not just ignore it. I pray that you'll not ignore what the psalmist has to say to us. Lord, will you not come and revive us again? So that we can know your choice. So that we can rejoice in you. Father, as we bow before you now, let this moment, let this hour, let this day be the beginning of real revival in our midst. Lord, when your people call upon you for new strengthening, when your people get real about their lives and begin to confess sin, and Lord, call on you to be their strength. Lord God, let that revival begin to come in our hearts and our lives right now from the Spirit of God. Lord, I pray that we would do nothing to manipulate it. That we would be nothing, Lord, other than, than Your people seeking You and desiring You more than we desire anything else in this world. So Lord God, we call upon You to begin that work. And in these next weeks ahead, as we focus upon that revival, Lord God, I pray that it will begin now. We won't have to wait until March 29th. Lord, it will begin now in our lives. Please, Lord, begin to move right now. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd ask you to stand with me this morning. Let the prayer of your heart be, Lord, will you revive me again. Lord, will you revive me again so that I can rejoice in you? This altar is open this morning as we begin to let down the pride of this life and lift our hearts to God. This altar is open for you to come and pray. Maybe a prayer of confession of that sin so that you can restore your relationship with the Lord. Maybe it's a prayer for someone else that you long for to see come to Christ. Maybe it's just a prayer for the church that you love, that truly we will see that revival. But I invite you to pray this morning right here at this place. I'd invite you, if there's a need in your life that you need to make right, maybe you need to come to Jesus as Savior. Maybe you just need... Maybe Trent or I to pray with you about a specific need in your life. If there's a decision you need to make this morning, 
I'd invite you to come. But as our instrumentalists play, you come, pray at this altar. You come, inviting Jesus Christ in your life. But right now, would you come?